0: Welcome to the Follow Me Podcast. I'm Allie Grant, the founder of BeSocial. Each week, we're inviting influencers, entrepreneurs, and the digitally savvy to share their social media story. We're going to break down how they've grown a business through their social footprint. Join us by following along on their journey. Hey guys, welcome back to the Follow Me Podcast. I'm And I'm super excited to get into today's guest. Um, She is not only a friend, but an amazing blogger in Los Angeles, and I feel like she has so much to share. Um, But first, we need to get into what we saw on the internet, and sorry, I'm a little slow today. It is my birthday, and I went to Post Malone last night. It was amazing, but I'm exhausted. Um, but anyways, I got some notes from the summit conference, which is a really cool conference. I think they do it in LA and New York, uh, not entirely sure. Um, but it's a really cool conference. I think it's pretty expensive and I think you have to be like invited to go. But anyways, I got some notes passed to me from the Instagram, like info session. Um, a lot of it was real interesting. Um, feel free to like DMS if you have questions on it, but one of the things that kind of stood out and I I feel like a lot of people don't know about this, but you can now actually submit for your own verification through your own Instagram now. Um, And I think the decision making process is mostly built on like press and credibility and things like that. But We have a lot of talent who will ask us for verification, and I think now that you can kind of submit yourself, it's kind of an interesting um, new feature. So if you feel like you want to get verified, you can go ahead and try, and I think if they deny it, you can try like every 30 days. (laughs) Seems aggressive, but um, good luck with that. So now we're gonna get into Sivan's episode, and I absolutely love her. She's so raw and real. She's really killing it. She just launched her own brands. So she's Tan Lines, which is a swimwear line, and now Lux Unfiltered, which is a tanning beauty line. Um, so she's gonna talk us through that and kind of what it's like to launch your own product and business. Um, And also just how she's really grown so organically as an influencer. I mean, I remember when she had like 10,000 followers. Now she's, you know, got like 300,000 or something like that. Um, And really what it's like to be an influencer and, you know, posting your family life and creating content all the time. And I think she's so good at just posting in real time um, and not thinking too much into it. Um, and then obviously balancing a career and being a new mom. So excited to get into this. Um, let's do it. Yvonne is a Los Angeles native living in the valley with her two dogs, her husband, Paul, and her baby girl, Capri. She began her blog in 2011 with the objective of sharing realistic approaches to style, home, decor, beauty, cooking, cocktails, crafting, and now mothering, while creating a visual documentation of her life. With an unfiltered voice, Sivan strives to create content that provides value to her readers by sharing personal experiences while finding luxury in everything along the way. Sivan's Instagram feed and celebrated blog both remain immaculately curated, while her Instagram stories offer her audience a real-time insight to the -the behind-the-scenes of her day-to-day life, more like an all-access reality TV show. Sivan's no BS attitude and overly honest opinions subsequently ensure that her devoted audience are always left wanting more. As if being a mother and full-time blogger and content creator wasn't already enough, Sivan has recently become the founder of two sellout brands, Tanline Swimwear and number 32 self-tanning product. We are so excited that you're here, Sivan. Let's do this. Hi, Sivan. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Okay. So we start the podcast the same way every time. What was your first Instagram post?
1: Well, I didn't know Instagram was a social app. I thought it was an editing app. Oh, same. So I literally took a picture of my feet on the floor and I wrote the caption, look how cool this app is. (laughs) Oh my God. But that's not the one we have up. (laughs) Oh, I probably deleted it. (laughs) No, you archived it. The one we
0: have up is, like, you with... Is it Lila, your dog?
1: Oh, Olive, the white one. Olive, the
0: white one. I'm kissing him? Yeah. Yeah. From
1: 2011. Okay, yeah. So before that, I had a couple photos of, like, the floor and like a light fixture I think because I didn't realize it was going to other people so I deleted those and I guess Olive is the first one yeah oh that's cute and you have 72 likes which I feel like is a lot for
0: 2011 I'm sure you liked it yourself too which is what we did back then I still like my
1: own photos no you you do yeah help with something no but it's like one extra like and like (laughs) obviously I like what I'm posting
0: so dead oh my god I'm gonna do that now that is so good Um, Okay, 2011 September, what were you doing? Like, what was life like for you?
1: 2011 September, I was still working in downtown L.A. in wholesale. Oh, I didn't know you did that. Yeah, I used to work in a showroom representing Nicole Richie's clothing line. Oh,
0: cool. Yeah, back
1: when it was called Winter Kate. Oh, I don't even know that. Yeah, it's like back in the day. I don't think it's around anymore. But I was doing wholesale. I was going to trade shows. I was a sales rep. and. It wasn't the most creatively fulfilling job, and I didn't love the people I was working with. Mm-hmm. People were like really kind of mean and like catty. Yeah. So I felt creatively stumped, which is when I started my blog. Mm. And so I did that as a hobby while I was working in downtown. So I was kind of like doing both at the same time.
0: And what were you posting on your blog at that time?
1: At the time, I was sort of trying out all these different categories. So I had been following other bloggers at the time, seeing what they were doing, and it was a lot of outfits, and then DIY, and... I tried to fit into that mold of doing outfits and things, but I had no idea what I was doing. My photos were awful. Who was taking them? Were you just doing it yourself? Yeah, Paul was taking them. Oh, no. Paul is her husband yeah, now. Was he your husband yeah. then? No, he was my boyfriend. Okay. So we were spending all of our weekends, like on, on football days. He'd yeah. be like outside yelling at me, like, "Why are you making me do this? Oh I want to go God. watch football." Jokes <laughs> on
0: him now, because you're successful in
1: this, and he's so great at it now. Yeah. Like he's so creative. He's my little Chris Jenner, yes. and <laughs> such a creative director. But yeah, we were putting out the ugliest content. It's embarrassing, actually. That's so
0: funny. Do you still have it like up on your blog?
1: Yeah, um, someone told me recently that they took a, like a walk to memory lane on my blog and found my very first blog post, and it was about like how to create your own wrapping paper. No, <laughs>
0: like, oh my god, that's so good. It's
1: it's mortifying. Who were some of
0: the bloggers that you were like into at the time that you were like looking at?
1: I actually loved a lot of the Australian girls. So oh. I don't know if you're familiar with Nicole Warren. Mm-mm. She is so beautiful. She was just super whimsical and mm-hmm. editorial, and a lot of those girls were editorial at the time. Um there's another girl I can't remember her name it was like Tula
0: does that oh, ring a about? Like, yeah,
1: to like Vintage Tula yes. or something like yes. that. And she's a little daughter now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even remember like her Instagram yeah. name or whatever it was, but yeah. it was like that whole Australian crew really got me. Like I loved their content. It was so beautiful. Yeah. And that was like the expectation versus my reality, which was <laughs> so bad. It's like cringy. I need to go and look at it. <laughs> You'll it's die. Really so good.
0: So at what point were you like done with your like nine to five and you like dove into being an influencer?
1: So I had my job for, I'd say, a year into having my blog. I, I still was 9 to 5 full time. And okay. I actually got laid off because of the showroom I worked at went under. Oh, okay. So I had to decide if I was going to like go back into that whole thing or if I was going to figure out something else. And instead of taking on another job that I didn't love, I started creative consulting. Mm-hmm. And I was just working with brands like on a creative capacity, helping them with their websites and lookbooks and just anything visual, really. Um, and I was still doing the blog, and it wasn't until I got married in 2015. So I was doing my full-time situation with my blog for a good five years before actually dropping everything else and doing blogging full-time. Oh, wow. It took a long time.
0: Yeah. And at the same time as you were blogging, you were building your social following on Instagram, right? Yes. Talk us through that, because I feel like you blew up like really, really quickly, and you have... Like your content is different and like authentic and like not so like picture perfect. Cutter. <laughs> yeah. Like what were your yeah. what was the thought behind well, all
1: that? Um it didn't happen quickly, I will have to say, because I like you said in twenty eleven I was getting seventy two likes. <laughs> it it was <laughs> wasn't impressive. until like 2016 after yeah. I got married that I really started gaining traction on Instagram I think that at the time when I got married in Greece it was kind of a unique setting for Instagram mm-hmm. so I got married on Naxos, which is an unknown kind of island and um, I had my whole bridal crew there and we did all the wedding events and it was kind of like when Instagram started getting more buzzy and it was all about yeah. content and so that trip really started gaining momentum for my blog as well because oh, cool. I was on a lot of the wedding blogs and mm-hmm. things so I kind of started running with that and milking the whole wedding situation yeah. and the content. And then the next year upon, I went to the Amalfi Coast for our one-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And something happened in Italy where, I don't know what it is, whether it's like the Italian flag emoji or the hashtags or the location or what, mm-hmm. but I was gaining so many followers on that trip. It was insane. Like we were sitting there watching it and I almost thought I was like hacked or something. Yeah. Because it was like I was growing by the thousands every single day. Wow! And my engagement went from like, 100 to 200 likes Mm to suddenly thousands yeah. and it was unbelievable so then I started trying to like pinpoint what it is that was happening and I thought it was travel at the time so then the whole next year I really made an effort to travel a lot Mm -hmm. and it's like when you travel your engagement's at an all-time high because it's interesting and different but it really wasn't that it was that I started doing more video so stories and Mm -hmm. snapchat and The minute I started doing more video content where it was unedited, it was real and rotten in the moment, showing personality, showing my voice, showing my relationship with Paul, people started getting so engaged and it was mind blowing to me because I didn't have to like try so hard to make a picture perfect Mm -hmm. situation anymore. It was literally what's happening in my life today at home with the dogs was more interesting to people. So after that, so like around 2017, I started realizing that it's not about, for me at least, it's not about curating anything or editing it's literally just being myself in my environment and that's what people really like
0: yeah and you don't like I feel like you're so good at like taking a photo and then posting it right away. Like you're not like, yeah. uh, do you have like planally or like do you like look at any of like how it looks in a grid? Or? I do,
1: but I really don't follow it. Yeah. So I, I like to just glance to see if I can shuffle things around to make it look better just because I, I personally like the visual element of yeah. posting on Instagram. But if it doesn't fit, if it doesn't look great, I don't care. Yeah. I'm still going to post because I feel like People have a really, a really short attention span and they don't want to see me at an event three days later. They mm-hmm. want to see like what I wore that day. They want to yeah. see the tags, the outfit. Yeah. So to me, it's more just in the moment. Like yeah. why why wait? Yeah, instant. no,
0: I agree with that. And then you started YouTube too. Yes. And how's that going and why did you decide to start that?
1: I started doing YouTube because people wanted long form video mm-hmm. and it seemed like the best platform for me to show a lengthy tutorial on how to do my makeup or hair yeah. or even recipes. Um, I will admit I'm not great at it because the editing process takes forever. It's a lot. Yeah. It's just like, it takes so long. Yeah. From start to finish, it's like a whole day's work, worth of work. And yeah. I mean, at this point, I'm doing one, one video a month, and that's the most I can handle. Yeah. I wish I could do more, but it's how just. How much do
0: you do on IGTV? Like, how often do you post there? Um,
1: I aim for once a week. Oh, wow. It's um, of. I typically like to do one. Or I'll do, like, a video haul of some sort of, like, grocery thing because people love to see what I buy at the grocery store. Like, again, like, it's less about this thought-out plan Mm -hmm. versus me, like, looking like a bum from Target and buying toilet paper and people want to know what brand I got. So when I create content like that, it's just so much quicker and easier, and that's why I can post in the moment because there's really no lighting and production Mm -hmm. behind it. It's just in the moment.
0: Mm -hmm. And then you story literally all day
1: which oh, is, like, I you. love watching your
0: stories. I feel like it's thank so you. interesting. They're just, like, real and raw. Like, you're not trying to, like, be so cute or so yeah. this. Like, you're just literally showing what you're doing.
1: <laughs> it's not your nice life saying I look like shit. Yes.
0: <laughs> no, you literally can't look like shit. But I just think it's, like, it's not so – I guess I hate using the word curated. But, yeah. like, you know, yeah. it's just – it's, like, this little mini, like, reality TV show.
1: That's how I view it. I feel like it's just an extension of my day, just showing it to the world. It's yeah. honestly – me showing you what's happening and sometimes like Mondays I've noticed that I don't stories the most because mm. I'm really just running around I'm catching up from the weekend I'm yeah. I'm usually taking appointments or whatever so Monday is like my one day where I allow myself to be kind of quiet on there and I'm mm. okay with it I get actual anxiety if I don't stories because mm. I feel like that's where my audience is engaged like they're yeah. waiting for my stories. Do you stories. get very high
0: views on your stories?
1: Yeah I'm like I don't know if you want to know. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah tell me. <laughs> In between 70 and 80,000 views. Wow.
1: Yeah. People really love so my So that stories. engagement
0: is, what's the math on that? Like. I don't know. That's like 25% <laughs> or something? 20%, 15%? Um,
1: you're asking the wrong person. You know,
0: and, and me too. <laughs> but I feel like most people have like 3%. So that's oh, like okay. extremely high.
1: Yeah. My, my story views are super high and it's. Like, the engagement of the comments alone or, like, the DMs that are people responding to. It's just insane. So I like to spend at least, like, one or two hours a night going through my DMs, responding to people. Are you serious? You respond
0: to, like, basically everyone. I
1: try my best. And if it's, like, something repetitive, like, where's that necklace from over and over, I'll just post it on the stories. But I really try to, like, make an effort to reply to people because I feel like... As an influencer, I'm, you know, I'm an average girl and that's my job is to be attainable and accessible Mm -hmm. and realistic. And I just feel like that's why my audience likes my stuff because I'm not a celebrity where you can't reach me. You can Mm -hmm. actually reach me and I'll respond and talk to you. So when you you do your
0: stories, like how many DMs are coming through to you, like asking questions?
1: Um, It kind of depends on what the content is. When it's something new that I haven't shown, Mm -hmm. it's like I'll get thousands of them and it's impossible to respond but for the most part a lot of people love to comment oh that's so cute they love yeah. capri and yeah you know if paul's on there it's like a ton of laughing emojis and, <laughs> so i kind of know what to expect when i post yeah.
0: how have you like you have this community of people that like watches everything you do like have there been like difficult times through that like people being mean or judgmental and like how do you handle that Um, The most
1: judgment I've ever received is when I was pregnant, actually. Hmm. It's weird because you think, like, when you're pregnant, it's kind of a wholesome time in your life, and you're kind of pure, and you're doing everything, like, good Mm -hmm. for yourself and the baby, and I've never received more judgment than when I was pregnant. People just want to, like, shame you for everything if you eat the wrong egg and the wrong cheese, and, you know, it's just weird. Yeah, But... For the most part, I'm super lucky. I don't get a lot of negativity. I think that I've also made it really clear that I don't tolerate that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I don't engage in it. I don't respond to it. So I think people get bored after a while trying to harass you like that because yeah. they get nothing from me. So right. I think that that really helps the situation and kind of diffusing any of that negative that comes the yeah.
0: way. Yeah, I feel like that would be a lot to deal with. I know, obviously, some of the girls we represent. It's like it they'll talk to me about, like, how hurtful it yeah. is and how much it, like, really just, like, stings, I Effects. guess. Yeah.
1: yeah. I have thick skin. I also kind of just don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah. if people want to, like, talk shit to me, it's like, you're okay. probably, like, You're upset. looking at my yeah. stuff. Go away. Yeah. Like, don't need you. Bye. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, do you – so – you're pretty picky about, like, the partnerships that you do on your social media. Yeah. Um, talk me through that. Like, how do those things come about? And do you feel like you're making a good income through brand partnerships on
1: social? Absolutely. I think that the reason they work for me is because I am so picky. And I will only work with people that I truly love. I know every blogger and influencer probably <laughs> says that. But it just it usually comes about so organically. So yeah. I'll get something either gifted or I'll buy it. And I love sharing you know, things that I love and even things that I don't love just because I feel like I can save someone a couple dollars from buying a detergent that sucks. Yeah. So I'm super open about things I really love and things I don't really love. And I think that brands take notice of that. And then sometimes they'll come to me saying, hey, we noticed you're talking about whatever the product is. And it kind of develops organically, which I think is the best kind of partnership for me. Yeah. Um, But I'm also just really direct and upfront when someone approaches me about a product and I do want to work with them. I just kind of like lay the law initially. There's no photos of me holding product to my face. I'm not going to make a lengthy caption. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to speak in a tone that's not my own. And I think that that is where a lot of brands probably don't work with me because I'm too picky and selective about how I'm going to present and create the content. Because my audience trusts me, I'm not going to jeopardize my audience's trust for a paid job.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's really smart. And that's like why you continue to grow, I imagine. What's your favorite brand partnership you've done to date?
1: That's a hard one. One of my favorite brand partnerships to date is definitely T three. Oh my gosh,
0: I love them. you're such an angel. They,
1: they are one that gives you creative control and freedom, yeah. and I love that. Yeah. I think that when brands are able to give you that, they're going to benefit from it just like you are, because mm-hmm. the engagement's going to be higher and. I just love working with someone who's trusting. Yeah, because I mean
0: at the end of the day it's like they chose to work with you because of what you do. Right. So it's like why dictate like exactly. the content and the creative. So I feel like that's exactly. a good lesson for brands.
1: Yeah. I think that brands honestly need to take some sort of like seminar about like, as bloggers. <laughs> you should to go, put it together. I know. I've just I've just thought about it because I feel like a lot of them could really like just be told how to go about yeah. working with, with other influencers. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, if you want a specific thing, hire yeah. a model and she'll do whatever you want. Right. But if you're hiring an individual, like a personality, then yeah. what's the point of telling them what to do? Yeah. And it's so. like
0: your point of view is coming from a place of like, no, like if I post it like that, no one's going to care. Right. Like, don't right. you want people to care? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so you have transitioned over to creating your own brands, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, so how did, let's talk about Tan Lines first. Okay. How did that idea come about? Tell me about the process.
1: Well, it kind of just fell in my lap. I wasn't really planning to do swim, but I was planning a family trip with Paul and Capri, and I was trying to buy her, like, a basic bathing suit, Mm -hmm. black one-piece, and it didn't exist. I had all these, like, ruffles and sparkles and tulle, and it was, like, so not her style Mm -hmm. or my style. (laughs) like her style. (laughs) She's really, like, California chic, like, casual. Oh, she is. She's (laughs) super chill. (laughs)
0: What if when she grows up, she's just like so like diamonds and like Ballerina. princessy, like that would be so funny.
1: Yeah, I mean she's she likes like laid back styles. So she I was looking for a bathing suit and it didn't exist. And so I thought, well, why aren't I just creating something? Because honestly, I love bikinis for myself. I yeah. spend Basically, my entire vacations are in bikinis because we always go to, like, a beach destination, and I'm always shooting in bathing suits. And I thought that it was, like, the next natural step for me was to create a product, and that was kind of it. Yeah. Um, the whole mommy and me idea sold me, though, because it was, like, what, what's special about me creating swim? Like, mm-hmm. honestly, nothing. Like, everyone can start a swim line, and there's mm-hmm. tons already that are so cute, and I love But the mommy and me element really sold me. I thought it could be super cute. And I felt like there was really a need for basic suits for kids. Yeah. So it kind of stemmed from a need and also just selfishly for me, like creating my own products so I could wear my own suits when I travel. Yeah.
0: And how has that process been? Like, so you went and you found a manufacturer. Like, talk us through that.
1: Yeah. The process was definitely tricky. I think that manufacturing is the hardest because – I manufacture in Bali, and obviously mm-hmm. I'm not in Bali. So there's a huge language barrier, and there's a time difference. And yeah. so it's like, it just takes a really long time. And with me, when I have an idea, like I want it now. And mm-hmm. I want instant Same. gratification, <laughs> and I'm not going to be like delayed or stopped or anything. And yeah. so the fact that I felt like I was so pressed for time, because I thought of this um, late last year, and then I wanted it out by the next summer. Mm-hmm. So it was a quick turnaround, and... To me, it seemed like an eternity. And I was like, that took way too long, but everyone tells me that it's not long. Yeah, no, it's not. So we moved pretty quickly and made it happen. But the process was a huge learning curve for me. We had so many moving parts and it's just me Yeah. and now Paul. Does Paul help
0: with this? Yeah.
1: I mean, he helps with like financial and legal and, you know, a lot of strategy stuff. But at the end of the day, like the creative stuff and Mm -hmm. the hang tags and the branding and the packaging and the fit and everything was me. And on top of that, balancing having a blog and being a mom and a human being, it's just, it's a lot. So that was... A lot, but now I feel like we finally have a good grasp on it since everything is kind of, like, done. Mm -hmm. And now it's just more, like, creating new collections and drops, which is so fun for me. Yeah.
0: When is your next one coming out?
1: Uh, Mid-November.
0: Oh, yeah. yay.
1: And what's, like, the theme or? So this next one, it's more like a winter white collection. <laughs> cute. So Yeah. There's a python print that's so pretty. It's, like, white with, like, sand color, oh. stone color. It's very, like, tonal and neutral, like, you know, my vibe. Yeah. Not very cute. colorful. We're doing a Cabo trip with um, Becca and Jojo for their oh, birthdays. Cute. You should send them some. When are
0: they going? Um, It's November 6th.
1: Oh, amazing. Yeah. Okay. I'll try to get them some suits before yeah, then. That'd be cute. Awesome.
0: Um. Okay. Okay, so then that
1: takes us into
0: your newest project, nice. which is so exciting. I'm obviously a huge beauty fan. So tell us about Lux Unfiltered.
1: Lux Unfiltered is a new brand that I'm launching next month, and it's a range of self tanners. The first product is number 32, and it's a hydrating self tanning cream. And basically, the reason I wanted to create it was because I was always getting the questions how are you so tan and how do you edit your photos and it was like just this weird irony that I honestly just edit myself to look tanner than I really am (laughs) for photos (laughs) how do you do that (laughs) it's like I don't don't even have a formula for you it's just like playing with like contrast and exposure and saturation and you just gotta like manipulate your photo until you get it right but that's like people always ask how I edit, and I never want to answer because it's yeah. like I don't have a clear-cut answer. It's yeah. just all dependent on the photo. Okay. So I felt like I needed to make myself look tanner in real life. And yeah. I was trying a ton of different products. I've always tried self-tanners, and they just never really vibed with my skin. I was mm-hmm. either orange or streaky or I smelt really bad. That's yeah. one of my hugest issues is the smell. Yeah. Um, so while I was pregnant, actually, I decided to develop a product that would make me look more naturally tan versus, like, this fakey orange color.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... That's how that was born. So it was just more just because I felt like I really wanted to live up to the hype of my tan online. Yeah, (laughs) and you
0: didn't have anything that was, like, creating that tan. No, I
1: mean, I could get that color naturally in the sun, but obviously, you know, we don't want to damage our skin. I don't want to be in the sun. I'm super conscious of
0: anti-aging,
1: and so I didn't want to go that route either. So now we're releasing this first product, and it's just a very subtle tan. It's not aggressive. It's natural. It's buildable not sticky yeah. it smells great it's like moroccan rose Ooh, so it's got like that. yeah it's so got you nice put fragrance. it on
0: and it processes like how long
1: does it take so the way I do it is I put it on in the morning and then you immediately will have a light color and then okay. it develops over time cool. um, I do take a shower at night you can shower it's gonna like rub a little bit of it off yeah. but then the next morning you can do the same thing you apply the more mm-hmm. you apply the more you the bronzier you're gonna get okay so it's buildable it's gradual but it's kind of like after you reach this color this yeah. like bronzy color it kind of like stops and then it's just hydrating your skin and kind of like maintaining the tan yeah versus getting super super dark yeah so I didn't want to create a product that's going to make you look like aggressively tan I think that there's a lot out there that does that and I will work on a like an accelerated product later yeah. but right now my focus was more like an everyday color that yeah. makes you look healthy and like you know you just got a little bit sun but yeah not so I love fake. that it's perfect
0: yeah um Okay, whenever I – like, I have a crazy spray tan on right now. Like, it's really
1: (laughs) – you're talking about orange. I'm, like,
0: (laughs) hiding my uh, wrists. Um, But my biggest problem with, like, spray tanning is getting it off when it's, like, ready to come off. And it's, like – it's like, stuck. it's like, how, like, what are your tips on that?
1: So I say that exfoliation obviously is key and hydration is key. Okay. Um, before I apply, I always exfoliate. to so get all your dead skin cells off because. Before you do. Okay. Before you apply. Because okay. the dead skin cells is where your tanner is going to stick. And things like, yeah, so like your creases, like your elbows, your knees, your wrists, like all those areas have harder skin. And so you want to scrub there especially because then when the product absorbs, it kind of goes on evenly Okay. and then it'll fade naturally and evenly as well. But obviously the last couple days, if you're trying to fully get rid of a tan, you'll have a little bit of that like splotchiness, but I think like exfoliation will get that right off and also hydration.
0: Okay. And I learned recently, like you're not supposed to put like oil-based products on Mm -hmm. right after you tan because that peels it off I had no idea I would do a spray tan and then like pour Neutrogena like body oil on me and it would fade off immediately I was like what is going
1: on it's like a paint thinner like it's like you're just like removing it like yeah (laughs) so you want to avoid like water exposure you want to avoid oils the product also is super hydrating because it's a cream okay so it's got like shea butter in it and it also has passion fruit oil so it's really really emollient so you don't really need to Add anything after, you're going to have like that super dewy, glowy skin. Not sticky though, but it's super hydrating. Yeah.
0: And can you put it on your face?
1: No. Okay. So, I mean, you can, but I wouldn't recommend it. I okay. think it's just not, like, designed for your face. Okay. Um, I am working on the next product, cool. which will be Face Drops, so.
0: Oh, yay. Yeah. And that's something you just, like, add to your normal lotion. Yes. Yes. Oh,
1: okay. Exactly. So exciting. Okay, so when does this launch exactly? So, the number 32 is launching on November 5th, which is okay. my birthday. Yes. Turning 32. Um, and then my pop-up is opening the uh, November 8th. Okay. So, that's where you're going to come try the product and cool. come here out with me and take cute photos. Yeah, I
0: love that. And you're selling it direct-to-consumer on your website, right? Yes. Do you have retail plans?
1: Um, Not at the moment. The goal is to eventually, but for right now, I think direct-to-consumer makes sense for us. Yeah. This is a new product, so we kind of want to see people's reactions and feedback, and then from there, we'll decide kind of how to proceed.
0: Yeah. What have you learned the most out of this process of building
1: your own beauty line? Oh, my goodness. Probably that you i don't even know how to phrase it basically like i'm like a year behind yeah yeah I've, everything takes so long i didn't realize that the process of developing then testing then mm-hmm. packaging everything takes so damn long that I honestly feel like I'm a year or two behind on this whole thing so I should have started this a long time ago but I also want to do it right and I didn't want to skip on anything I wanted to make sure that it tested properly in the bottles and on its own and it maintained so I think at the end it's it's worth it to wait but I do feel like I should have thought ahead a lot longer yeah like before
0: yeah I get that um, well, this is so exciting! Yeah. I feel like it's the perfect product for you, and it yeah. makes so much sense. And I feel like your followers are going to die for it.
1: I hope so. It's I'm you're super like, nervous. Buy it. I know, I know, because I'm sure
0: you've put a lot of money into it.
1: Yeah, at yeah, this it's point, yeah, super expensive. Yeah, edging
0: beauty is like no yeah. joke.
1: It really, really is. And same, that's how I felt with tan lines too. Like the nerves of just not yeah. knowing you're putting like all this money into something, and you don't know how people are going to respond to it, if people are going to buy it, and yeah. I was telling someone a story recently that they asked me, like, how was it, like, when you hit, like, live on the site? Yeah. And Shopify, yeah, Shopify, not Spotify, Shopify. 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 <laughs> Shopify. I always confuse the <laughs> <Me> two. <too. laughs> there was, like, this 30-second delay yeah. when I went live, and I just, like, sat there, and it was so, like, dead, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh what did no. I just do? And yeah. it was, like, just a delay, but... That feeling is so gratifying and fulfilling just seeing that happen, like all the orders come through, but that's how I'm going to be with this product. I'm probably not going to sleep. I'm going to sit there like in my underwear, like (laughs) on edge.
0: Staring (laughs) at the back end of your website. Yeah. It's going to do really well. I have a feeling. Thank you. Um, Okay. So we're almost done. We're going to go into rapid fire questions. Um, So like one word answers. Um, Best beauty tip you've ever been given? Use face oil. Really? (laughs) I feel like everyone tells you not to use, like, like Shani Darden, for example, yeah. she's not into oils. Face oils? Yeah.
1: I just think that there is something to be said about people with oily skin. Like, they age really well. Okay. And I've noticed that, like, ethnic people who have oily, oilier skin, they just yep. don't crack. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that staying hydrated is the key to aging gracefully. And yeah. so for me, I have dry skin, even though I have dark hair. They say blondes don't age well. Yeah. And so. I'm naturally brunette. So. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, you're lucky. <laughs> but um, I think that just staying super hydrated is the best. Because yeah. Because I feel like I'm 30, almost 32, and I don't have that many wrinkles. So yeah. So let's pray.
0: Yeah. No, I feel like that's true. I'm, like, I go back and forth. Like, I'll use oils. Like, when I go to bed, like, my face is, like, wet.
1: Yeah, same. Like, it's, like,
0: it's just, like. You're a greasy
1: chicken. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Like I have to like go to bed like that, Same. or I feel like I'm aging. Overnight. Yeah,
1: a hundred percent. No one wants to feel tight and like yeah. dehydrated. Like I just do. You feel, feel like that way during the day? Because I
0: kind of like I can obviously can't wear oil and like grease right, on right. my face during the day. <laughs> what if I could? Yes. Um, don't you feel kind of like dry and tightening like during the day? Yeah, but
1: you know what? Actually, th- maybe I take that back. My other best tip is that don't use abrasive soaps on your face. So mm-hmm. I haven't touched a cleansing soap on my face for six months. I use bombs to take off my makeup and, my, okay. and cleanse my skin, and that is the best thing I've ever done for myself because I don't feel dry in the morning anymore. I used to yeah. feel, like, like so tight and cracky. Yeah. And now, because I use the bombs, I'm not drying out my skin at all. Yeah. And I feel like it's the best. Okay. So yeah, bombs and oils, like for sure.
0: I like Aquaphor, too. And like or like a Vaseline yes. Like, just rubs yes. it your face.
1: That's like my old school trick that I still <laughs> I
0: still use that. Oh that's funny. Um, okay, what's one product you can't live without? Ooh. The beauty product? Yeah, or anything, I guess. Fuck.
1: Okay, chapstick. <laughs> Oh, okay. Like chopstick brand chopstick? No, no, no. Like Dr. Bronner's peppermint chopstick. Okay. I have an addiction. I have like 10 of them. Like I've never even ever. heard of that. Really? Dr. Bronner's? Yeah, Dr. Bronner's. Okay. It's like very, it's not branded nice at all. Okay. It's generic. It you looks, need to help them. It's like hippie. I know. There's like psalms written all over it, like Bible passages or something. I don't know what it even is, but it's natural, it's organic. There's no petroleum or any of that stuff in it, so it's really good for your for your skin. And I use their body wash, use their soaps, their sanitizers. Okay, Mm -hmm.
0: try that. Um, Hardest part about balancing mom life and work
1: life? Time management. Yeah, I'm really bad at it now. So basically, I used to be super organized and on top of my stuff, and I would get through so much during the day. And now, it's like with the kid involved, it's like my time management has gone out the window. I think because I spend so much time on my phone that I lose track of time. Like, I don't realize how much time I'm spending doing something. So then before I know it, two hours has gone by, and it's like, oh shit, my babysitter's leaving now, and I have to take over, and I haven't gone through emails or whatever it is, you know? So I feel like... Time management right now has been my hardest struggle between working and being a mom. It's just really, really hard.
0: I can't imagine.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, best tip for those wanting to start their own brand? I would say know your audience. So know what it is that they want from you, what they find value that you're providing. Yeah. Where you find where you provide value. <laughs> so that. I spoke like Yoda. No, <laughs> <I> spoke backwards. <laughs> make sure you know where they find value in your stuff because I feel like a lot of people go into things whether it's a brand or blog or whatever and they just kind of think that they've got like something to offer but Mm -hmm. it might not provide any value to your readers or your followers Mm -hmm. or whatever and I feel like that's where things fall flat yeah I
0: agree with that um if you could swap wardrobes with one person who would it be
1: Rosie Huntington.
0: Oh, I totally agree with that. I love her. It's so chic and like effortless. And
1: I'm like so not. I just feel like I'm literally like blue jeans and a tank top and slides every day of my life. Yeah. So I'll never be her, but I can (laughs) wish.
0: (laughs) You could be. Um, What is your favorite Instagram account to follow?
1: I love the Skinny Confidential. Mm, yeah. I love her. Yeah.
0: I feel like you guys have like a similar vibe in that you're like real and raw. I mean, she's more like – she's like the glam version yes, of you. Is that a good really way to put it? She really is,
1: yeah. Yeah, we do blog swaps because we feel like our audiences kind of look for the same thing. Yeah. But I just find a lot of value in her blog. I feel like she really does her research and she yeah. provides a lot of good information and I like that. And I feel like she's good about – showing her personality and showing her real life. And it's just a good balance. I think showing a good balance of value through your content and who you are as a person, it just keeps you interested and on your toes. I don't really want to see people that like post pretty photos and don't speak or, you know, just don't really show video content. I'm like ADD. I need something. I need more. No,
0: her stuff is so good. And you like learn, you legit learn from like watching her stories or reading her blog. I
1: agree with that one. Um, What is your dream brand partnership? Dream brand partnership has to be something with home decor. I yeah. haven't figured that out yet, but I think for sure something like home with home decor yes home goods would be a
0: dream I know I, so much I think there. they have like e-commerce now really yeah I like read that somewhere I oh. might be making that up but because originally you could only go in the store right right they sell
1: online now I think oh wow so they should be doing something. influencers okay that's good I have to like literally hold myself back from going because I live really close to one so. I'm not close to one right now so it's like the addiction has like
0: settled down a little yeah. bit that's good, but you have a Hawkins downstairs. downstairs I so. that place is just so expensive. Um, well, that's it. Okay, that cool. was so easy and fun. That was
1: really fun. Thanks Thank for you. Me. Oh, and where can people follow you? People can follow me on Instagram at Ala. They could follow my blog Sivanayla.com. That's where I do like lengthier posts. Um, my YouTube channel is just my name, and my brands are Lux Unfiltered and Tanlines. Wow, you have a lot going on. Awful. Oh.
0: <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.